It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures today, and we want to welcome all of our listeners once again. We're so thankful that you're there. It is a blessing for us that you are there and listening and want to learn God's Word more fully. And we consider it a blessing that God has made the means available for us to be able to be here to help you come to understand His Word more fully. We're thankful to be able to be on Search the Scriptures each day and teach the Bible and help people learn the Bible better. Bottom line, that's going to glorify God if we do it correctly and we do it effectively. And we pray that we are doing exactly that. But for you as an individual, it's going to help your faith grow. And as your faith grows, you should come closer to God. Your faith growing should be a natural consequence of your learning God's word more fully and more accurately. Romans 10 and verse 17. We pray for you along that line, and we pray that as your faith grows that you're going to come to that point where you're going to come to God all the way, openly, humbly, asking for his grace and mercy as you surrender your life to him through Jesus Christ and are baptized into him for the remission of your sins. That is our prayer. Dennis Stackhouse, great to be back with you again today. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, it's certainly great for me to be on the program today as well. And I'd like to welcome those listening to us on Search the Scriptures. As always, we're very pleased that you're here and that you've made a, a distinct purpose in your life to turn into the program at this time. We do thank you for doing that. You know, Gary, we often talk about the importance of humility in the life of a Christian. And there's something that always strikes me in that regard that maybe we don't always remember. When we think about the Great Commission, or rather the Great Invitation that Jesus gave to all people in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, he said something there that really is striking. In verse 28, he said, Come to me, all who labor under heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So the invitation is for everyone. He said, all are welcome to come to him. But then look at what he said in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Another version would render that, I am gentle and humble in heart. Humility is a characteristic that Jesus ascribes to himself. You know, you wonder why we emphasize humility needs to be part of our lives as a Christian. is because humility was a part of Jesus Christ and his character and his makeup. And we're to imitate him in our lives in that regard. That's why humility is such an important thing. And humility is really key to our opening our hearts to learn the truth of God's word, isn't it? We have to be humble in order to do that. We can, I guess we could learn the teachings of God's word intellectually, mm -hmm. but to apply them to our lives obediently, mm -hmm. we've got to humble ourselves. We absolutely do. We've got to come to the point where we realize, hey, I'm a sinner. Mm -hmm. I need forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And there's only one way to get it. Yes. And that's through Jesus Christ. Absolutely. John 14, verse 6. Mm -hmm. Well, Dennis, we're going to start a new study today. We're going to get into a 
subject matter that I think most all of our listeners can relate to tremendously. I should certainly think so. What if we ask the question, do you want to be rich? <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to perk up the ears of our listeners right away. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, some of our, some, some people might say, no, I don't really want to be rich. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they ought to repent of lying right there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being, being facetious now. Some people, I suppose, probably would truthfully say, honestly, now they really don't want to be rich. You know, there's, there's probably some like that, Gary. I think you're right, and I think they would say that in all honesty. And I think there are also others who might respond by saying, well, I already consider myself to be rich. Yes. And that's yes. a wonderful attitude to well, have. Well, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Now, some people would say, I don't need riches because with riches come all kinds of problems. Right. And responsibilities and temptations. Mm-hmm. But now... If, if people were honest, mm-hmm. when we're talking about material wealth, if people were honest mm-hmm. and you said, would you like to be rich? Yes. Most people, if they were honest, would have to say, yeah, yeah, I'd like to be rich. I think you're right. You know, especially a lot of people might think, yeah, I've tried out being poor for a long time. I'd like <laughs> to try the other side. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, like to be rich. Well, you know, our society right now, is more focused on riches than perhaps it has ever been in its history. Yeah, if you look around us and you listen to what's being said, I I think you're right. There's more talk about wealth and creating wealth than I think I've ever heard in my life over the last 20 years or so. Yeah, I, I can see that shift as well over the time that I've lived. Yes, yes. Now, also we're told, and I think this can be borne out statistically, that there are more wealthy people in our country today than there have ever been, more millionaires. Yes. That used to be a pretty exclusive club when you and Mm -hmm. I were young. You're right. But it's not a very exclusive club anymore. There are a whole lot of people who have a million dollars or more. Mm -hmm. There are. And it's becoming more and more common. Mm-hmm. Certainly is. Now, I know that some people might be listening and saying, ah, "Where are these guys from?" <laughs> no, this is statistical. You know, it, yes. more and more people as they work and they they pay into pension plans, uh, mm-hmm. retirement plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they re, you know receive the inheritance from parents who have had a house for forty years and they die and pass on. They leave the proceeds and those houses are all of a sudden worth a great deal more than they were when their parents mm-hmm. bought them. Right. Well, suddenly people find themselves with considerable wealth. They do. It's really something. I, re- I know a family member of mine was talking to me about a, a house he had bought for $20,000 in Chicago mm-hmm. many years ago. He mm-hmm. lived in it about 21 years, sold it for $30,000. Yes. He said, man, I thought I made a killing. <laughs> yeah. And then some years later, I believe he told me that the house sold for, it was either over 300000 or $700,000, mm-hmm. the same house. Yes. And then it was torn down, mm-hmm. and a brand new 
modern house was built there for over a million dollars. Yes. Well, you can see how things change in our society. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing is reality, and that is that money is not worth anything like it used to be worth. That's true. Inflation has taken a toll. It has. It mm-hmm. has. That's part of progress to some extent, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's a reality. I yes. remember, again, a, a man telling me he was an older man at that time, and uh, either in his retirement years or approaching them, and he related to me at that time that he and his wife had kind of scrimped and saved and been frugal through their lives and, and you know, saved their money. And, and at that particular point, we were going through a period of really strong inflation. And he said, and now it's not worth what it was. Yeah, that's right. And we may be seeing that again. In mm-hmm. fact, it's kind of cyclical. It happens over and over again. Mm-hmm. Well... Wealth, though, is a topic that piques the interest, and it's a topic that we have all kinds of books written on, articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy CDs on how to get wealthy. You can watch infomercials. You can watch television programs. Mm-hmm. You know, Dennis, you've even got some churches that have, I think, corrupted the gospel message by talking about, you know, wealth is something that you ought to be longing for as a Christian. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about material wealth. Yes. And that, that again, I think that's a corruption of the basic gospel message. Yes, I think so, too. But you've even got some churches teaching that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. prosperity theology. Mm. If you turn on the radio and you hear somebody preaching that, turn the channel. Yeah, that's right. Or turn it off until Mm -hmm. that program's over because they're not teaching the truth. All right. We've got the stock market today. Again, that used to be a fairly exclusive club, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. Now, almost everybody, maybe I shouldn't, maybe it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but not much. Most everybody seems to be somehow in the stock market tied mm-hmm. to it through a ten- pension plan or an mm-hmm. investment plan, mm-hmm. you know, or retirement fund or something like that. Yes, and people will take advantage of it either through a financial advisor or many people now are even doing their own investing privately. Yes, and how many people have been suckered into continually buying lottery tickets, state mm-hmm. lottery tickets, playing Powerball games, going to casinos, and gambling Mm. to try to hit it rich. Mm -hmm. Sad. Yeah, it is. And they usually end up losing their money. They really do. And in many cases, they end up losing everything they've got virtually. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, those casinos are not in business to lose money. No. And and they don't. No, they don't. (laughs) Otherwise, they would not be in business. That's right. We've got all kinds of specially designed businesses that now operate over the Internet. Yes. And we keep hearing, the again, the infomercials about how you can build wealth and you can make a lot of money just Mm -hmm. on your computer at home. Yes. And I think probably some of those are are bona fide, at least to some degree. Mm Mm-hmm can be. That's right. The emphasis, though, is what we're talking about. Yes. But now all of this has to do with material wealth, doesn't it? It does. In 1 John chapter 
2, verses 15 through 17, John tells us something very stark about this world and everything in it. What does he say? Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So this world is passing away. Mm -hmm. Everything associated with this world is passing away. Correct. It's going to come to an end. Yes, it will. Eternity is approaching. Uh, yes. Now, we don't know when, but it's approaching. Mm -hmm. It's been prophesied. It's been assured. Right. All right. So eternity is approaching. This world is going to pass away. The materialism of this world is going to pass away with the world. It will. Also, Dennis, how many times in history, and I'm just asking a rhetorical question, it would be difficult to answer it, but how many times in history have nations found their currency or their economic structure within their nation to collapse before their very eyes? Yes. And their currency to become virtually worthless. Mm -hmm. We can uh, speak about nations in the world right now where that very thing is taking place. That's right. In fact, we can talk about this very country. Yes. If you go back to the 1860s and there was that great civil war mm -hmm. and some of the southern states attempted to establish their own nation, mm -hmm. they printed their own currency, mm -hmm. well, that currency can still be purchased today. Mm -hmm. It's simply a novelty <laughs> yes. Not worth anything. Not at all. Can't buy anything with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not too long into that civil war, it became fairly worthless, mm -hmm. even while the Confederacy was still in place. Right. So things happen associated with this world, and this world is ultimately going to come to an end. Mm -hmm. But now, for people who want to really be rich. Mm -hmm. There is one source of wealth and riches that far surpasses anything that this world has to offer. And of course, that is a relationship in Christ. Mm -hmm. Being in Christ offers more riches than all the wealth of this world That's put together. Correct. Yes. In Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through, 40, through 46, what do we read there? Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. The kingdom of heaven here, Okay, ultimately, we're talking about being in heaven. Yes. Salvation, mm -hmm. eternal salvation. Mm 
-hmm. eternal life. Now, the kingdom of heaven on earth is the church. Yes. And if we want to be in heaven literally, then we're going to have to be in the church on mm -hmm. this earth. Right. That's the kingdom of heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here, Jesus, and Jesus is the speaker in mm -hmm. this, these particular illustrations. He's using illustrations that we can readily relate to. Mm -hmm. So he says, here's this, here's this man, he, he finds a treasure in a field. Mm -hmm. My, this treasure is valuable. Yes. It is worth so much, he gives up everything that he has in mm -hmm. order to buy that field so he can possess that treasure. That's right. He sells everything he has. He does. The treasure is worth more than that. Mm -hmm. Now, the treasure is supposed to exemplify or, illust or, or rather uh, symbolize our eternal salvation. Yes, it is. Our citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. Correct. Jesus goes on and he uses a very similar illustration. Here is this merchant. He is dealing in pearls. He finds one pearl that is so valuable, so exquisite, that he sells all of his other holdings mm -hmm. just to purchase that one pearl. Right. It is so valuable. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not a pearl that Jesus is talking about there. No. Again, he's talking about the value of being part of that heavenly kingdom. Yes. Our eternal salvation mm -hmm. is worth more than anything this mm -hmm. world possesses or has to offer. Yes, and as we talk about riches and wealth, this really goes beyond that onto a different level. Think of it this way, Dennis. If getting to heaven meant that we had to give up everything we had here, mm -hmm. what should be our automatic decision? It's more than worth it. More than worth it. Mm -hmm. We're going to read that particular illustration in one of these texts that we're going to be looking at over the next few days. Nothing this world has is worth losing our soul over. No. Possessing all that this, worth, that this world has does not begin to compare to being in heaven for all of eternity. No, it doesn't. Being saved, being in heaven is worth, if we had to, it is worth giving up everything that we have in this world. Yes, it certainly is. Everything. Yes. Nothing compares. Nothing. Now, that's the value of eternal salvation. Mm -hmm. In Mark chapter 10, verses 21 and 22, what do we read? Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. The rich young man. Mm -hmm. That's who we're talking about here. Yes. He comes to Jesus and he says, what good thing 
must I do to inherit eternal life? He asked the right question. He did. Mm -hmm. He did. Yes. Perhaps we're left to conclude that he perceived that there was a need in his life. Mm -hmm. Something was lacking. Right. In fact, when Jesus initially told him, keep the commandments, he said, I've done that. Mm -hmm. And then further asked, what do I still lack? So maybe he saw that void in his life. And he was looking for what needed to be done to fill it. Now when Jesus, and I think we understand Jesus being divine, mm -hmm. being God the Son on earth, when he looked into his heart and realized, you know, there's one thing you need to do. You need to get your priorities straight. And he didn't put it that way. Mm -hmm. But he said, if you would be perfect, go sell all that you have and give to the poor and come follow me. Mm -hmm. Now, that is putting the principle that we read earlier about the man who finds the treasure in the field, mm -hmm. sells all that he has to buy that field with the treasure in it, the merchant mm -hmm. who sells all of his holdings to come back and get that one pearl of great price. That's what Jesus is telling in principle this young man to do. You need, you need to get your priorities straight. Yes, that's exactly right. And we can see that the man had a problem with his priorities because mm -hmm. when Jesus told him to do that, he went away sorrowful mm -hmm. because he had great possessions. Right. He was not ready to make that commitment. Mm -hmm. He was holding his treasures of this world ahead of the eternal life that he was asking the Lord to tell him what he needed to do in order to acquire. That's right. He was letting go of his soul's salvation to keep possession of material possessions, money, yes. basically. Yes. You know, it reminds me of something we read in Hebrews chapter 11 regarding Moses. Beginning in verse 24, we're told by faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. Oh, yes. And that's Isn't that it, amazing? Isn't it? That is it. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Well, good introduction to this particular study. We'll come back next time and pick up on it. Until then, we want to encourage our listeners to be thinking on these matters. Your security is not ultimately in the money that you have in your accounts or the things that you possess in your home or in your garage. Not in your job either. All of those things are fine, but your real security is with God and your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in heaven. You need to be looking there. Contact us right away and ask for that free Bible study, and we'll help you learn how to secure the treasures of heaven for your life. We hope to hear from you right away.